Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town, sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hey everyone, this is Gigi Gorgeous. And I'm Mimi. And you are listening to Queerified. On Queerified, we kiki with legends and allies in the LGBTQIA community. We also take queries from you. Please call our hotline and ask us absolutely anything. And maybe, just maybe, we'll answer your question at the end of the show. Call us at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. And we might just give you a call back live on the air. Now, on to the show. Today, we are going live from the dollhouse. We are literally surrounded by thousands of dolls, like actually thousands. You can check it out on my IGTV. We are live from New York City with the legendary club kid icon. She is a DJ, dancer, actress, host of In the Dollhouse with Lena, and someone you need to know. I'm so excited to talk to her today. Here is my sister, Lena Bradford. All right, welcome back. We have our very, very special guest. We are actually in her dollhouse right now, Miss Lena Bradford. Hi, guys! Hi, Lena. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the pod. And if you guys are, If you guys have seen the clips on my IGTV... This setup is ridiculous. Yes. We have a Louboutin wall behind us. She has thousands and thousands of Barbies. It's your collection is insane. Thank you, sweetheart. It's well, beautiful. you know, Bolique, what from my show in the dollhouse, sugar? She's she got you here. I was like, can you be on? I'm like, how about we have you here in the dollhouse? Shake, shake. <laughs> and look at us now. Who knew New York Fashion Week could bring us to? The Dollhouse. The Dollhouse with Lena Bradford. Hello, fashion and dolls, doll. <laughs> so much fashion, so much fierceness. We're looking at like 100 share dolls right now. It's the share dolls. It's the the share, share dolls are my favorite. I see um, Sunny a lot also. Yep. And then her and Kiss up above with Diana Ross. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I you just, didn't see her? I didn't see the Dianas. <laughs> Did you not? Sacrilege. That oh. hair. I know. And then there's a one that uh, Mackie redid next mm-hmm. to the one that's in the TV room that uh, you saw. Oh, well, share one. The other, other, other dollhouse. Other dollhouse. Yes. You can't have it all in one room, sugar. That would be so gauche. <laughs> like, I had no idea so many dolls existed. When did you start collecting? When I met you. No, I just get it. <laughs> I like her. I think I'm going to collect dolls. Yes. <laughs> um, At the age of four. 
Really? Oh. Age of four, yeah. So my, you have some still from when you were four? Yeah, I have um, I have all of my dolls finally now here because I forever had them in my storage and now finally have them all in one place. So my mother and my grandmother and my aunt, they all collect. So it was oh, just kind of one of those things. But I found my own way even obviously mm-hmm. at the age of four, not knowing that they did, but then inherited theirs as well. How did you have dolls and not cut off their hair and... The haircuts were fierce. Okay. <laughs> and I have them in loose bags, you know, in the Barbie in yeah. the, the, the Barbie doll uh, boxes. I was always crafty. I made their clothes. I did their makeup. I did their... I mean, that's how I kind of became me from a mixture of my grandmother and the dolls, mm-hmm. you know, finding my way. None of my girls look busted, ever. Their hair Never. was always tight and right for the blood type. Right. You always kind of like <laughs> kept that chicness to them. Because I remember when I was growing up, I definitely did not start collecting at age four. Right. No. I would get my hands on whatever I could and I would destroy them. Break it. Yes. I would like cut, a normal child. I would do their makeup. You're like, like a normal child. <laughs> yeah. I abnormal good. <laughs> so you always obviously had that like accepting home where you could carry dolls around with yeah. you, right? Like I, did. I feel like I that's did. pretty rare. Yeah, it was, especially from, you know, the time where I was coming up, you know, like I I think that, you know, one being a biracial child and also, you know, grandmothers are the matriarch in the family. Right. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother, you know, growing up here in Manhattan was a little more avant garde than, you know, most people in most cities and countries where, you know, she was an opera singer and, you know, she was um, a part of the S&M contingency. So she'd been in the gay pride parade. Every year since, like, you know, the early 70s. So, did you say SNM? Yeah, she's a, a dominatrix as oh, well. Oh, you better work. Yeah, so S- I S- grew S- up diagonally <laughs> across from Carnegie Hall because, you know, she would yes. perform there often. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I'm going to Studio 54 with her and hanging out with her friends because I was always really tall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a dancer. So for me, it was always about the music. So I was going out at the age of. <clears throat> and because, you know, and back in the day, you know, nobody carded. You're not in New York. If mm-hmm. you looked the part and you were with the right people, you got in. So to experience that at a young age and also being an only child, I was never around people my own age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I would go back to school and then live this other life, like on the weekends, people were like, you talk like an older person because, you know, that was kind of my mentality. Mm-hmm. So people always listened. And I wasn't ever one of these people. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't a sassy. Well, I was sassy, but I wasn't one of those bossy mm-hmm. Aries only children. Preachy. You were you know? preachy. No, no. Mm-hmm. I wanted to school because I was getting schooled. And it was, mm-hmm. I always say, you know, you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you came from. So I took that to heart from the jump, you know, having a spiritual grandmother and, you know, having Black Wicca and spirituality in my family. Wow. We are glossing over so many crazy <laughs> things right now. This is right. so amazing. That was your life. I feel blessed. I really in the do. village, right? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, West 58th and uh, 7th. Okay, yeah. And then I lived downtown my whole life. But yeah, I grew up uptown and then, you know, um, kicked it downtown. Can we talk about that era, the time before when New York was really fucking cool? New York was New York. Mm. Uh, you know I, what I loved about New York then? I never felt like it was unsafe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it always felt safe to me because that's what I knew. And also, too, it's like... New York has always been about a Benetton ad. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so many different cultures. And Wait, so many what's people. that? Benetton, you said? United Colors of Benetton. It's um, a brand that brings together all different, different types. It was well before so the So like meaning. a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Canada? but Benetton was like a fierce brand back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they did the most avant-garde um, yeah. ads. Diverse ads. And they were time. like the first of, you know, many to come later on. Because mm-hmm. they were bringing like, you know, you would see the ads and there would be like, you know, a beautiful African woman with a beautiful blonde woman. And you mm-hmm. never saw that happening. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the right. fragrances and clothes. And so it was, you know, New York has always been a real life Benetton ad, yeah. you know? And so that being said, for me, it was always really important to always be around a beautiful Skittles taste of rainbow array of people, mm-hmm. you know, especially Absolutely. coming from New York. 
I could never be around one type of group, you know, and I think that that's kind of why I've always been like, you know, very uh, maternal and very mm -hmm. um, spiritual with bringing groups together because of that, that essence and that light and where I come the from. The chosen family. Yeah, family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when was the first time that you really felt like you could really be yourself and that you were accepted? Because I feel like you've always had that light. Yeah. And I'm not personally somebody who's very spiritual and connection and all that stuff. But the moment that I met you, and I know so many other people share the same sentiment, you are just so infectious. Mm -hmm. It's past the point of like being social. Like it is like, I, I felt like our souls touch. Like I saw your soul, you saw mine. Yeah. And I mean, we met at a, a pool party, right? Yeah. Like something so silly, yeah. like, oh, hey, what's up? But we were like, uh-uh, this is deeper. And I just, I really don't feel like that with many people. So I want to know, like, for you, where did your confidence really start coming from? Where did it blossom? You know, that never gets old to me hearing that from people. Whether I know them really deeply or it's just in passing, that has always been something that has always been something that I've always taken to heart and really owned because my grandmother instilled that into me at a very early age. You know, I take it very seriously. And it's also catapulted me and helped me through this crazy career in life. You know, we would never choose it, but it chose us. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's very hard, especially being an artist. You know, we wear it all out on our sleeve and we put it out there, you know. So we really need to have those times to like kind of reboot our browser mm -hmm. to come together because we're putting it out there. I knew early on and I knew that that was my first thing in life is to bring people together. I love people. I've mm -hmm. always loved people from, you know, creating stories, playing with my dolls to actually living them out loud and real life. You know what I mean? I see so many instances when I would, you know, be playing with my dolls and then having play dates with my girlfriends every week. You know, we would all I'd be like, okay, you bring a trunk of your dolls and we like pick four out of the 12 that we would bring and, you know, create scenarios. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it's so funny how those scenarios actually became like real life situations where I actually live them and do them. Mm -hmm. So I, I take this whole gig of life, of life very seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I'm really good at getting, tapping into people's energies and light, giving them and kind of just, tilting them in the direction that they need to go to because they still have to find their way. But that's my first job as a cherub and a spiritual witch, mm -hmm. you know? Cherub always, and spiritual witch? Yeah, oh, wow. I, I, what a juxtaposition to even think about. I'm a princess of light. I've always been that. Uh -huh. Totally. And, and so what you said, that that means everything to me. And I will always get a little, uh, because I mean, I just love when people can see it. But even if they don't, you know, mm -hmm. I'm here for a reason. And sometimes they get it when they're supposed to. It's not supposed to be right then. And, and then I'm also not like this, you know, I'm very effortless with my shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. With my music, with my speaking, with my acting, with my talk, whatever it is that I'm doing, it's love and it's light. Not to be hokey pokey, but that's what it's all about. Did that come from like a dark place? No. Really? I'll tell you, I have the... And I don't ever look at and I don't ever play more to good and bad. For mm -hmm. me, it's all good. You know what I mean? Every mm -hmm. situation and experience that it is that I've gone through, I don't look back and say, oh, God, I wish that. No, I love it and I embrace it all because I will never, one, play or be a victim. And I think that mm -hmm. because I was around older people, especially my grandmother helping me understand this, I knew that this will hold you back. Mm -hmm. And this will not allow you to like grow those wings and do everything that it is that you do need to do with that fluidity, you know? Mm -hmm have it as a lesson and also being a non-victim is 100%. extremely uh -huh. 
Aries. Yes. Yes. We always talk about that. Yes. Yes. But sister. it really it's is true. It's I true. cannot Ooh. stand goosebumps. People being a victim. I just feel I cannot relate with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you are better than that. Like you said, you know, we everything all are. is we all are. You, sometimes you just think, oh God, this yeah. is so annoying. I can't yeah. believe I had to go through this. But at the end of the day, it's a it's lesson, good. right? It is. Because then you can decide to say to yourself, Okay, let me go and send this memory bank and remember, was this good? Mm-hmm. Do I want to go back there? Or you know what? I'm glad that I did and I got it when I did. Because guess what? If it happened at a different time, it would have been a different show. Mm-hmm. You know, everything and not to sound hokey pokey happens for a symbolic meaning and reason and at a time. And Easier also said to then believe. Yeah. Right. And you never yeah. know until after. Right. Right. It's true. When hindsight. you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. But also too, surround yourself around good people. And good light and good energy. Number one key. Especially in this time of social media. You know what I mean? Yes. It's important because yes, it's Lena. so easy to become a victim. People can have a voice that don't even know you from a can of paint mm-hmm. because of these <laughs> things. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like, and then to see, and we've seen this, these kids who put themselves out there mm-hmm. and doing all this amazing content are like this, uh, and you know, yes. reading these things and I'm just like, baby. That's not real. If this person that doesn't even know you, how how, how is this going to affect you? Nothing. What should matter it is won't. your circle of people. Yes. They know you. Yes. These people only know a side and what you're showing them. Yes. I always say, have pick five people in your life whose opinions matter. Amen. And, and those are the it. rock and the glue and the gum. And if you have six, take one out. Hello. Five. <laughs> Just yeah, five, yeah, huh? Yeah. Just five. Like, don't. I love that. That's all. Top That's five. all you need. <laughs> Top five. Top five. <laughs> nice face. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we talk a lot on this podcast about chosen family and people not... Who- I, I just have to say, I love what you guys are doing with this. Oh my God, thank you. Not? It's so beautiful. Not to cut you off. Thank oh, you. No, are you fine. kidding? And Aries can cut off an arrow. <laughs> that's true. That is now so that's true. Fine. If you're a Taurus or a Libra, uh-uh. Wait, what side are you, baby? Virgo. I love her. Honey, Claudio and Candace uh-huh. are the same birthday. Candace and Claudio are the same day. And when, oh, what my is sister that? and my husband are the same day. Stop. You know that, right? Yeah, November thirtieth. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, are Wait, you guys birthdays? We might be. I'm September fourteenth. Oh, okay. Uh, Candace and Claudia are the 29th of August, so they just have. Oh, theirs. oh, they're on the cusp. Cusp babies are the best. And my mm-hmm. grandfather's the 28th. I mean, come on. Hello. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So guys, yes, okay. Aries <laughs> cut an Aries off, yeah, talking yeah, yeah, to yeah, a Virgo, yeah. ah! <laughs> and then they walked into a bar. <laughs> All the Aries out there that are listening yeah. know it's fine. Take note, y'all. Yeah, everyone knows it's fine. So we talk a lot about chosen family here, right? So people who aren't related to you, blood, people mm-hmm. who you haven't really known for your whole life. Right. What was a situation that you can really tell to someone out there that's listening that maybe they could look out for? Maybe they are like, oh, I am experiencing that right now, but didn't really realize it until like it was it was talked about because everybody has those life changing moments where it kind of clicks within them. Like it's OK, it's okay to be me. You mean? Yep. Uh-huh. Like a friend, yeah. um, friend of a friend, right. you know, like whatever. How do you know? That's what you want to know. Yeah. yeah. So I say our gut will never, ever lie to us. Ooh. I mean, let's get real and deep yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could be the most surfacey person. And listen, I never call anyone out for how they are. We are all the way that we need to be until mm-hmm. we get to where we want to mm-hmm. be. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all those other things going along the way are just lessons. Mm-hmm. And just pay attention. And that's just it. Your heart and your gut will never, ever steer you wrong. And guess what? Even when you look back at it and you're like, oh, God, why did I do this? We all know those chicks, honey. They're called the why me girls. Why does this always happen <laughs> yeah. to me? Because you don't seal and deal with it the at that victims. time. The victims. Yeah. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> that was called an interlude, sugar. <laughs> are those <And> chicks? <laughs> are those chicks? But guess what? There gets to a time where you feel like so fed up and so claustrophobic that you're like, I'm literally being buried in this fucking coffin underground mm-hmm. and I can't breathe. That's sometimes those chicks need to have those situations yeah. because it doesn't matter. We could talk those girls into the blue in the face. And we're like, they come to us all the time. They want the advice, but they never take it. And you no. just got to let them do them. Mm. So with that being said, follow those life's experiences. Yeah. Let them speak to you. And they have to kind of happen on your own. You yeah. know what I mean? They really do. Because, you know, honey, when you're young, you're hard headed. Yeah. You're hard headed. Mm-hmm. You don't want nobody telling you nothing. And your brain mm-hmm. always takes you over your You know everything. Yeah, you know that's everything. It. And mm-hmm. then some. But and your parents know nothing. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> then you look back, you go like, God, my mother was so right. Yes. She did not like that girl for a reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I've learned very recently is that I am the way I am. Because of my age. Yeah. Like, maturity oh, is everything. I've yeah. just reached that age. Yeah. And you talk I look about at it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, talk to, I talk to young people and they're like, oh my God, I'm so worried. Oh my God. Like these comments. And then I really realized they're fine. Yeah. They're just young. It's just also different because we did not have that. I mean, you came up mm-hmm. on that. But you know what I mean? Like, you, you brought up a really great quality I want to touch on is that I remember to a fault, I would care yeah. so much. Yeah. And destroy myself mm-hmm. for other people on their behalf. And they would be like, not even thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm feeling sorry and bad for them. I would care to a fault that it would destroy me. And I yeah. would cry and just really, really go through it. Because I cared so much yeah. mm-hmm. that finally I said to I said, oh my God, I can't wait to. And because then I knew people around me. I'd be like, I cannot wait till I get to that point in my life and that time where I get to that place of maturity and I just don't give a fuck. Yes. Not in a callous way, but just where it eases up the the mascara inside. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I've been ageless since the age of 16. My grandmother said to me, a woman who will give away her age will give everything away. And I was like, <laughs> oh look, my I've God. given everything away, so I don't you know how old well, I am. I don't know about you. I'm 21. So. Ah, never again, honey. <laughs> no, that's, that's her favorite joke. She says it every episode. <laughs> Come on, jail, baby. <laughs> I no. never thought I never really saw a, like a fault in telling your your real age you know it, it, it is really honestly to each his own I, I honestly since the age of 16 the first time mm-hmm. I I just stopped acknowledging my yeah. um, um my, my my year because yeah. I was always around older people and I think that, that was kind of my mentality. Because where what does like, it mean? But also, too, it was my spirituality where I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like I I fall so many um, places in the uh, universe that it's like I felt like the age was holding me into yes. one place because people oh, need to feel like they have yes. to pigeonhole you and say, oh, you're a mm-hmm. minor, you're uh, you're uh, a mixed uh, trans woman and you are uh, 32 years old. You know what I mean? Yes. Not here yet. They like to say these things because yeah. right. they have to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? No, uh, yeah. uh, no lines, no um, uh, uh, labels. I'll wear them, but I'm not them. Yeah. It's actually really powerful. I love it that. Is. Taking that back for yourself. So yeah. I don't know how old I am. I know what year I was. And I love that. And it is very freeing. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds funny to a lot of people, but people who really know me, 
know that I don't know how old I am. No, I believe you. And I, I love always that. have to calculate my age. I'm I like, forget I'm how old I am all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that my sister Candace was always a couple of years older. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. I love you, If she wasn't listening, now I'm sending it to her. <laughs> when did you, when was the moment where you realized you shouldn't care anymore? Um, I know what it was for me, but what was it for you? I think, well, I, there, there was, there was elements of not caring. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, growing up and not having that, uh, uh, that feeling, especially from the seventies and the eighties and the nineties of feeling like, because you don't look like the aesthetic, you know, you're not blonde. You know what I mean? You yes. know, it was very that way in that mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? Except New York was a little different, obviously, yeah. because it was very colorful and it was right. what you brought to the table. So I knew being a dancer and always having great fashion and having a really good head on my shoulder, mm-hmm. being articulate and funny. That was my, um, my guard and my armor. You know, yeah. so I don't want to say I hid behind it because it's obviously me. It's always going to be me. But I think that when I got to oh God, probably like the the late 90s, I think that that's probably where I started kind of getting to that place where, yeah, yeah, I think I'm good. I've lived a lot of lives. And that was actually, you know, in 97 when I first started DJing. So, you know, I had left all of the other things that it is that I've done because like I said, I've lived a lot of lives in this gig, you know, Mm -hmm. and being in this industry for 35 years is amazing. And I love to see children be able to catapult that these days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not really about what you're doing right now. It's like what you can do and have longevity and catapulting it and having something to say. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not just about a visual and being, you know, mindless you got to have something yes people want to look at something and they want to know and they want to feel something don't be vapid and all like you know um candy coated by you know just the the, the facade let's mm-hmm. get deep with it i always think to like do you not know that everyone can see the facade like i'm always thinking, like what are mm. you doing like what are you trying here yeah. like everyone can see yeah it's weird. I, I want to get deep for a second. So I've always wanted to ask you. So I feel... I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was her. Well, wait. Wait for the question because you might have. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> like I said, a girl gave away everything but not her age. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like... Damn you, Gigi. <laughs> every time. All the time. I feel like I've been educated recently on... The whole like Black Lives Matter moment Mm -hmm. and uh, the whole entire movement and just everyone really being overwhelmed by it. And I want to know from you, because you mentioned earlier Black trans women, what can people like me do to support them, to have them seen? Because, you know, I have friends who Mm -hmm. identify as Black trans women um, in particular and, you know, people of all different ethnicities, but it's like, what can I be doing? Because I always, you know, hear this, that, and the other, but I want to hear from you. Gigi, let me tell you something about you. I mean, first of all, look to your right and look who's sitting next to you. From the moment that I met you, darling, <laughs> you have a Benetton ad in your life. Always. That, you know what I always, mean? So the that's the first thing, sweetheart. I mean, and, and and again, I'm never calling anyone out, but sometimes when you look and if you're just, you know, having a minute and you're, you know, you're in between something or whatever, and you're looking online or whatever, and you look at people and especially in the faggotry community sometimes, and you just see people who all just look like look them the in the photo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a minute. But 
It really where bothers me. Where are you me. for the cause and where, you know, you should be there with your brothers and sisters? Because like I said, we're all Skittles. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why it's called the rainbow, darling. Yeah. Totally. So you have to have that in your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You don't get to have the design to only on Halloween dress up in the Yags and then go back to your gay white life yeah. and not be there for your wow. dark sisters. Mm -hmm. And that's just being 100. That's yes. not being shady. Because no, if it it's is. shady, that means it hits a chord and it, there's some truth in that. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? Mm, so yes. I, I think that you already do that, sweetheart. And I think that people just need to be cautious and thoughtful of that. Mm -hmm. You know, That is amazing advice, yes. actually. I never really thought about that. I would always because think... Because you've never had to. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's true. But that's, wow. that's that's very poetic, though. But it's true. And mm -hmm. you know what, darling? What's wonderful is to have people... Listen, we're all learning. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm a biracial child. I'm learning so much about this whole movement. Mm -hmm. Even growing up in Manhattan and, mm -hmm. and, and, and experience... The only time that I ever experienced prejudice was from black people. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? Because really? your light skin, your mixed, your features, your hair. And I'm like, hold on a second. I have a Benetton ad for a family. We're going to hear that a lot. Y'all better Google. I Google love now. Benetton ads. Because it says so much. You know what I mean? It does. I have, my, my family is a Benetton ad. You know what I mean? You, and we have a family reunion every two years. So, you know, you'll see the most Caucasian pale person next to the darkest person. But I love that because mm -hmm. that's what I came from. So I never knew that. Mm -hmm. I transferred schools in my, uh, uh, I think it was high school. And that was when I had gotten close up to, you know, that that experience. And I remember I was coming out of the guidance uh, counselor and um, was about ready to go to my first class. And I looked amazing. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. Of course. Goes with that saying. Fierce brown penny lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I remember these three uh, black children coming up the ramp and was like, oh, look at you. You think you're better than us. And we hadn't even said a mm -hmm. word to each other mm -hmm. and had already judged me by the yeah. way that I looked. Mm -hmm. And that was like, I was, but because I was always around older people, I knew how to go in with it. And I was like, do you realize something, sweetheart, how much you set yourself back? And yeah. mind you, we ended up becoming friends later on, but they were like this. They never heard someone of their demographic speak in a, eloquent way without coming for them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? When you come at somebody, it makes them want to steam up and buck up more. You know what I mean? Honey, when you talk and you don't have to bring up your desmos or, you know, bring f profanities into it, honey, you get into the head mm -hmm. and you're articulate with it, coming with love, baby. It might not get to them right then and there, but it will at some it point. It breaks down the walls. It does. It does because action or words. Kindness, honey. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to know also, so you, you've been in this industry for 35 years, you said. Who is somebody that the children should know of? Like, who was your mother? Like, was there mm -hmm. ever a mother figure yeah. for you? Like, in your gender identity, well, you your that, orientation, whatever, you know? Before you answer that, if you don't know who Linda Bradford is, get on the fucking Google. Figure it out. Stop right now and then come back after you've figured it out. But, um, yes, that's a great question. That Gigi. is a great question. Both of what you said. Thank you. And I love that you said that because... And I'm just going to do a little rewind before I answer that so that we can really understand where I'm coming from with this. You know, to a lot of the demographic of children who know me today only know me probably from the last six or seven years, you know. But like I said, you know, I've been in this industry for 35 years, but up until six years ago, seven years ago, you know, I was on Fire Island building and putting that place on the map for 10 years, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I was there during the time that the Internet was happening. You know, so I had did movies. I had did so many things prior to all of that. But then when I left and my 10 year anniversary, 
basically rebooted and started my life over again. You know what I'm saying? So one, not a lot of people can do that. But yeah. also it was one, something so deep and very um, in every chord and element of my body to make certain to prove myself and also educate a whole new demographic of children about all of the fierce sisters and brothers mm -hmm. that I came up with, mm -hmm. okay? So every time I do something that adds to my celebrity to, you know, because we're in this industry, it is what it is, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. It is for me to then get to a point to be able to do a documentary to school all these children about yes. all the brothers. And, and I really yes. love that you said this. No, no, not to cut you off again, Aries. Now yeah. we're one for one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said to me one time, I, I hate when people say they are the first yeah. because... What was what was the quote? Because guess what? They never were. Right, right. Because I, at the end of the day, like, I I don't come from the school of, like, laying down your resume. Because, but if I had to, darling, I, and I'm being shady because I'm not that chick, but I could put you all to sleep. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But I don't need to have it there. But guess what? If you do your homework, you'll see it there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't have to be, I'm not a show and tell bitch. Yeah. I'm a, here you are, girl. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You know what I mean? And it speaks for itself. I don't have to always be raising my hand and always being like this. Nothing to prove. Listen, when you're fierce, darling, you don't got to say your fears. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're just, Ooh, you just are. Oh my God, I love when Mina <laughs> flexes you know? like that. <laughs> it is so rare. <laughs> it's a rare occasion, but of course you had to bring it to Queer Eye. I did. It you was know, Aries, you know. I needed to make room. sure. But that is such that is such a beautiful quote. And I, I will let you finish. If, yeah. If, yeah, there's more to that. But you will literally always have a place in like just my Rolodex of quotes because I was always one to say, I was the first one to do that. Yeah. I was the first one to do this. Yeah. This is so beautiful. You know, like I'm very proud to do this, but it isn't, it's, it's not a proud thing to say, yeah. you know, it's really not right. because at the end of the day, people have come before you. There has been, maybe mm -hmm. you don't know of it. It's, right. it's, it's insane to say that you're the first right, at anything, right, right. you know? Listen, and I, and I, I don't take it for that. I, 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 in the beginning, I didn't take it. I was like, oh my God, these kids are so sweet. They're so happy and they should be. But this is where I felt like, okay, this is where this is kind of the, uh, uh, the deception. You guys have, we didn't have all of this touched your finger and find it right there. We were in the trenches and finding it and doing it. You know what I mean? Guess what? You guys got it so easy, but yeah, at the same time, you don't want to do your homework to find out what was there. Mm -hmm. You know, all these references. Mm -hmm. We were out there finding out references of new music and all of this stuff in fashion on the street and getting into the crevices. In the heart you of know? fucking New York. And so Literally. Me, like, I what knew, a time. Can we yeah. flash back, please? And like, so with that, I said to myself, you know, one, and, and everybody's like, Lena's the archivist. I kept all the videos, the photos, everything. And wow. everybody knows if they need something, they come to me. In that, um, in the TV room and with the rest of the doll, in that long in the closet, other sweetheart, is all videos, uh, photos, everything you can imagine, sweetheart, from everything back in the day up until now. And everybody's like this. They all left and go, like, why does Lena always got a camera person there capturing all this? Because I knew it was the only child. I said, like, I will always have a story to tell and this will happen later on. <sighs> What are we gonna do with that footage? Iconic. <laughs> what are what, what what project can we do? Iconic. Like we're thinking that we're we're gonna produce that. Mm -hmm. We yeah, we want those rights. Wow. So throughout the pandemic, I was taking a lot of it from VHS and Beta and digitalizing <laughs> it. I'm not kidding you, girl. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I mean, honey, naturally though, well, like the OG, honey. You know, to do, do, do. I mean, you see these designer jeans here. I used to be. A, I was one of the original Jordash models. Uh -huh. I used to do the commercials. And I had it on beta and well. <laughs> <laughs> she might be digitalized right now, honey. <laughs> so wait, so which figures do we need to know about? 
Which what? Which figures do we need to know about? Doll-wise, are you talking about? No. That's which, what I thought she oh, meant, too. Like, figures. That's like, well, Darcy's No, like, mothers. Like, people <laughs> oh, in your life oh, like oh, figures. Role models. Oh, yeah, I love you said mother. Well, so, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I actually lost... My, who was mm-hmm. my mother was the legendary Nisham Monifut. Monifut thank you mm-hmm. and who was also part of the the musical group the ones with um, Jojo Field and um, uh, uh, Paul Alexander but she was known as Monifut and this bitch was everything mm-hmm. and so healthy so and this was at the beginning when you know if you had any type of immune situation and you went to they were turning you away she should be here today that was a really shocking. It, that death. that one hurt me and cut me to my core. And even still talking about it, it's like, wait, am I really saying that she's not here anymore? Mm-hmm. Like it's just surreal. But that was when I saw that on your yeah. Instagram. I was like, this that, shit is real. That cut like, me hard. This shit is fucking that real. Cut it's me happening. Real hard. Yeah, and it's scary out there. Right it now. is. It is. Nisham is definitely uh, like huge, and I mean, you know, Rue and uh, Bunny and 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 Mona, and I mean, all of us came up at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? New mm-hmm. York was so fun back in the day. What's your favorite like Mona Foot memory? Well, me, me and Mona met. <laughs> she used to do this uh, thing called Star Search at the original Crowbar on 10th Street between A and B, mm-hmm. and I had just moved back from Montreal. And um, everybody, when they started getting their career together, would do Star Search. So my friends were like, oh, Lena, you should do Star Search or whatever. I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. Well, I won for 16 weeks, 17 weeks. Shut up. Oh, my God. I did. No one beat me. And then on the 16th week is when I met Candace for the first time. And I beat her. Work. Now we're at two coming first. <laughs> and then we became best friends. And well, anyway, long story short... Uh, Mona ended up moving Star Search over to the pyramid. And then because I was so popular with doing Crowbar, I took over um, Tuesday nights and named it Swirl. And then it became (laughs) a huge party that I did every Tuesday. And what it was, was I would have a different performer every week. I'd bring them in the studio, always conceptual this way. I'd bring them in the studio. We'd do all of our voiceovers and it would be a whole story. So it started off with me being a model from Europe, coming back to New York. And so we would have um, all this dialogue and then we would go into a number and it was fierce. So it would be like maybe like 10 or 15 minutes long and then it would go back into the music and people would be dancing. It was everything. Oh, and I've got videos like of me. Anymore. I have No. <laughs> when have we seen it that? It was everything. It really was. And I did that for a long time and then... My other big party at that time that kind of put me on the map was my uh, makeup room party at Webster Hall. And uh, I mean, you know, you would have like Brooke Shields and like Lenny Mm -hmm. Kravitz and Michael Jackson coming in. And it was just and it was the VIP up above the the, the club. And it was major, just mad runway. And everybody had the flashlights. It was just I mean, to show you these videos like you just. Like, sometimes I feel like I live amongst the pod people because I'm like, God damn, that was a fucking high. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I'm like, oh, you know, they're the cool now, people, but I'm, I'm like, dying. no, no, honey, y'all don't know. Okay, I got to ask you. So you and Candace have been best friends since since probably the day you met. Yeah. What is it about her that you love so much? And also, <laughs> I need to know. I know sisterhoods have a good and a bad. <laughs> I know sometimes you fight. Recently on a, a recent episode of this podcast, actually, I made up with a a long time sister. I saw that. And I watched that today. You did? I did. So 
you know, especially trans sisters, I feel like there's something so deeply connected about that. So has there ever been a fight or a feud between you two? And I want to know. Especially when you're coming up together. Mm -hmm. Right. So her and I, you know, uh, we from the like you said, from the jump. And then we were like the twins of New York because we were both dancers and then we would dress exactly the same. So we traveled all over. We got to do runway shows. I mean, like this literally was the design and being an only child. This was the sister that I always wanted. You know what I mean? So. Then as uh, the late 90s came in is when we had kind of went to that next place in our life. We had, were actually estranged for eight years. Wow. What? Yeah, yeah. Was, and sad. it was in all the magazines, like all the New York magazines or whatever. Lena and Candace are not speaking. And and, it, and everybody, nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. Nobody knew why? Why? Nobody knew why. Why? I mean, I can say this now, but... Um, <gasps> oh, my God, this is so juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is juicy. Can you know it's good, right, girl? I didn't know. Now we're I not going to be talking an <laughs> I really thought it'd be like, no, best friends no, ever since. No, no. no you, listen, when you're good and you're connected, sister, please, it's all... You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and everybody knows me and people just even being here. There's not a shady bone in my body. You know what I mean? This is education. And it was educational for you to air that out and do that with your sister. Right. You know what and I mean? And sometimes it, it, it is the... It is the chosen family it is your sister or brotherhood whatever it is mm-hmm. that becomes deeper than blood baby i gotta tell you if i thought that we were this i mean we were obviously beforehand baby afterwards yeah it became something else were you guys ever, maturity was were you guys like, ever wow. in a relationship together you two <laughs> it's funny because everybody always thought uh-huh. either one that we were related because we did look a lot of like mm-hmm. it was, we made you ourselves guys like did yep. yes and then um if we were ever dating or whatever. You but, were, were no, 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 listen, hold on. Girl, they she's were. going for the they juice were. today. I, I think they she were. Well, Candace and I were filming this movie in, in Miami, I think 95, 96. And uh, we were down there filming for like two to three months, I think. Wow. Yeah, and it was during the Andrew Cadanan whole thing. So, mm, wow. Yeah. And it's funny because our friend at the time actually ended up playing the part of Andrew Cadanan, which was so eerie. So it was... Very ironic that all that was going on and then this was going on at the same time. So, we, you know, we were down there and we were artists and we were starving because, you know, we hadn't gotten paid at that point. But we were working at all the clubs because we would go back and forth to Miami and New York all the time prior to the movie. Mm-hmm. So we had relationships with everybody down back there down in the day. So, all right, there was a, we were really hungry and Candace is a, and there was a... Um, what was it called? There was a uh, amateur strip uh, contest. <laughs> okay. Candace tells the story really good. I'll try to do it justice. You can. So, um, we were. She's like, "Lean, we're hungry. We gotta eat, girl." She's like, "You get up there, and you can see." No, I've always guess been the one to do those kind of things. She would say, <laughs> and I, I was like, "All right, I'll do this." I was like, "So gonna we're gonna do this, right?" And I would always get her to go a little further, right? So we won, Amazing. and uh, we got to eat. The next day, <laughs> um, and uh, I remember we were on the beach, and you know, we're just, she made some arugula. We had a really cute time on the beach, but then the next night we went out. We're like, let's party, girl! You know, we feel good. We got to eat and blah blah blah. And we don't have to film for the next two days, so um, we were out at uh, Warsaw, and we took this guy home, and we were in between hotels, and we had gotten Pat Fields had given us her uh, condo, so we went back and. We're carrying on the thread. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Carrying on. <laughs> I had to ask. I know how it is. I know how it is. I do. I mean, these things happen. Oh my, look at the time. <laughs> she said, now no, get no, no. out of my dollhouse. <laughs> and so um, 
the, the guy was more into me than he was can and whatever and then I was noticing, uh, I was like, and oh. then Can got up or whatever, and she went into the other room, and I was like, uh-uh. I was like, hold on a second. And I was like, we're finishing this. So it was a threesome <laughs> situation. It was. We're so, yeah. finishing this, I said, we're this, finishing she this. Said. She's like, no, he's not interested. I was like, no, girl. You said, no. <laughs> you said, like, see. you're going to finish it. So he's like, and then I was like, oh, really? Okay, so then what I did, I took his clothes, and I threw them outside of the thing you do, and I pushed him out the door. Well, I mopped a 20 beforehand. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were hungry already, honey. <laughs> oh, my. As long as it was just for food. Uh, listen, it was just for food, sugar, honey. It was never for services. I can relate with that so hard. <laughs> I really can. You know, back in the day, these sisterhoods you get with these people is like, it, it's it's unlike anything else. It is. And it that's really why is. it's so deep, you it know? Is. Eight years Unspoken. is a really long time. Like, you don't have to say anything. It is. But when you speak about it, oh, do you feel it? You do. You and do. eight years is something I, I can't relate it's to. It's devastating, honestly. It was. And you know what the guy was? It's a lifetime. We had um, this tattoo here. was um, Candace and I got in, and our other sister, Shasta, we had all gotten our Yorkies at the same time, our first round. I had Couture, Candace had Kiko, and Shasta had Coochie. We got them in 94. They lived to be 19 years old. Kiko, uh, uh, Couture. Oh, it's amazing. That's long. That's amazing. But Coochie got hit earlier on by a car. It was <gasps> I'm awful. so sorry. But oh I... um. Uh, the time that we were estranged, I had Kiko the whole time. Mm. Things were just really- so you kind of felt like you had a part of her? I, I did, I did, but also resented the fact that her child is not with her. Yeah. But also that just spoke to the time of where we both were in our lives, mm -hmm. especially, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not pushing a blame on either. You know, we were both due. Circumstances. You know what I mean? It, it, it was- We a, gotta have her on to tell her yeah. something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's always you know, little things like that. When yeah. you're not talking to someone, the little things will really get it you. Hurt. And it, it hurt. builds up resentment and hate, like exactly mm -hmm. what we talked about earlier. Especially when you it's love that person. It. And exactly. that's what it was. It was a passion. And every day that we were not speaking, that pain, cut me so deep because you yeah. know you're very vulnerable when you're able to share and have that connection with somebody and you don't you're not supposed to have it with everybody you just need it with that one mm -hmm. and because we had so much longevity it was just so hurtful but you know we were both very young you know um i was as she would say always very sensitive you know but i can be sensitive when it comes time to family yeah you know what i mean yeah. i don't care i have to be and i have to buck up for the rest of the world i want to be able to be let it all people, out you know mm -hmm. what i mean especially my one yes you know so that was hard but when we finally did come back together again it was just like we didn't even need to like hash over what had happened it mm -hmm. was literally like we held each other for the longest time and just cried and we uh, just it was beautiful it was uh, beautiful and so from that point it's only been everything but much more than it ever was mm -hmm. and i would take a bullet for that girl well i'm so happy that you guys are back together <laughs> not that i knew about this breakup but damn you lean we're telling that story now it's on the tabloids <laughs> we're coming on to almost the end of our time oh, not quite yet, all night <laughs> but i want to ask you you've you've said you've lived many lifetimes you've done so many things what's something you've never done and want to do is there anything this is going to sound really, um, and I like the way that you set that up. Uh, I have done everything. Mm -hmm. I think that the one thing that um, I have, especially during the pandemic, has had a real fire under me then to what's something that Gigi had said is to get to this place. And, and I've never felt this way. And I've never, I've always done things because it speaks to me. And any five people or 5,000 or 500, whoever, 
it speaks to you, that's what gives me the gratification. Mm-hmm. I'm not ruled by numbers and likes. I don't come from that yes. life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you meet somebody like, oh, how many people? I, I have no idea. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've recently taken myself off social media since June because you just need to kind of get away from it at times. Yes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's very consuming. Even, And I'm not the type of person who's on all the time. You know, I don't work it like most people have to because that is their job. It's their you job. You know, I just do it when it's special things. that, I, But still, I would even touch down just, you know, da-da-da. But, you know, I have a schedule of things that it is that I want to watch and I want to support. Right. But I just, even this time being away has given me a lot of perspective in a lot of ways about things that it is that I felt like, okay, I didn't think they were broke, but let's fix it. Mm-hmm. So that being said, is very important for me to have myself, the people that I came up with, be seen and recognized because I yes. feel like we're only ever celebrated, thought of, looked at until we're dead. Mm-hmm. And that just seems very off to me for a community that's supposed to celebrate the Skittles rainbow situation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And mind you, I will fight to the end of the days to continue to do content that I feel good about. But why do I have to be overlooked? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is being 100. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I don't also want to coast. I'm not a coaster. I'm not coasting over having all 35 years under my my belt. Mm-hmm. No, I constantly keep myself guessing and looking at myself and still have stayed relevant. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there gets to a place where it's like you can only do so much for yourself. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? We're supposed to be, we're a community, right? Mm-hmm. We're a community, right? So. And again, this isn't a cry. This isn't a woe is me situation. I know. I'm just not. being 100. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like people need to ask those questions. Who was your mother? Who was, you know, who is your favorite person in the community? It needs to be screamed about more because a lot of the time it's me, 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 me. And Mm -hmm. you would never, it would never be me, 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 me without the people before you, 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 Mm -hmm. right? So whether you know them or not. Exactly. And it's, that's, that's why I asked you that question. And that's why, you know, I respect you so much just because of that quote that I Mm -hmm. talked about earlier. It's, it's very profound. It's very deep and it's something that I feel people need to hear. Like, you know, and even if they don't get it right away, like you said earlier as well, like, you know, they just need to hear it because it will resonate because you don't always have to be the biggest, the best and the first. No. You just have to be a part of the community. Find out who was. And present. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh my God, Lena, we love you so Uh, much. So much. Thank you for having me. But most importantly, thank you for being like, I'm not just on the show. Your guys are here with me. We're like it's become something house. more. It's so special. Thank you. Yes, we literally love you so much. Will you stay with us to answer some uh, uh, anything in our queries? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We will be back right after this quick break. Oh my God, we are back live in the dollhouse with the Lena Bradford. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> This has been such a fun time, and it's not over yet because we are about to answer some queries. Be sure to call us on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Ask us anything. We absolutely love hearing from you, and so do our special guests. Lena, are you ready to get into these fab queries? I certainly am, and I love a whatchamacallit, a hotline, honey. Uh, (laughs) You got that pink phone over there, honey. Come on, pick up that hotline. (laughs) And listen, no questions are off limits, honey. I'm not one of those censored. No, you give it to me, honey. If it's there, give it to me. Okay, work. Please. Love it. Let's keep it go. 100. This is real life. 
Our first query. Hi, Gigi and Mimi. My name is Candice. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I'm actually also a transgender woman, and I'm 22, 23 next week. I just wanted to give you guys a super quick call. I've been seeing this guy for the last two years. He's very heteronormative, and his family's not very accepting of me. He's going away for college right now, and I'm pretty scared that since I'm not the outline of what a woman should be, that it won't work. Do you guys have any suggestions on how to manage the distance as well as the rejection from his family? Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Uh, Let me tell you something, sweetheart. Okay, first of all, happy early birthday to you, Mm -hmm. darling. You're not a fetish, sweetheart, okay? Yes, it may feel sweet to feel and get that attention, darling, but guess what, darling? You're the queen. You're the unicorn, sweetheart. And guess what, darling? You're no one's side piece, all right? So let's just have many seats in the bleachers with that situation, honey. If you want, just let it be a a drive-by, honey, but do not get your feelings invested in this, sweetheart, because he's not the one. Any man, honey, Mm -hmm. will be there for his queen, sweetheart, and you don't need to say that you're no design of anything. You're your own design, and that's the design that you need to be. Don't look at and think that you need to be a prototype of somebody else. Femininity is a whole spectrum, sweetheart, and you are everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't come around to the fact that somebody is trans, I think it's absolutely so sad for the trans person Mm -hmm. because they never deserve to feel like that. I'll never forget my ex sat with me. We were going through it. And that person said to me, you know, a lot of people won't date you, right? I'm doing you a favor by dating you. You know, I'm out and I'm sacrificing a lot by being with you. And that moment on, I'm the kind of person if I lose respect for you. It's very hard for me to get it back. Mm-hmm. So we stayed in that relationship, but the respect was no gone. I did not love him. And you know what? It sounds a lot like what she's going through yeah. now. It's it's one of those things where she's young. He might be, you know, not at his peak maturity. The parents might be set in their ways, you know? It might be one of those things where they're destined to last in the long run. Yeah. But she cannot take this on herself. No. Because... The world is way too big for you to be thinking, oh, this guy is everything. What what do I have to change? What do I have to, you know, whatever she said, that was the sentiment that I got. It was like the yeah. ocean is way too big. You will find someone that cherishes you like the queen you are, like Lena mm-hmm. said. And I'm going to make some assumptions here, Candace, but we need to talk about a few things. You're desirable. Yeah. You you sound very sad and it sounds yeah. like you don't believe that. That's right. Like you don't. Everybody is desirable. You have qualities in you that someone is going to love. Yeah. And guess what, darling? You accepted him for being an ignoramus. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and seems you're like still, a, you're still trying with his family. Hello, yeah. like, I mean, Dan, come on, you're girl. strong. Like, yeah. Fierce. Uh, if the family can't see that, then one, that's also something else, too, sweetheart. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, your actions speak louder than a label. Mm-hmm. Well, we gave her one side of a coin. Is there another side of the coin? I think that the other side, I kind of touched on it. I think that they might be young. He might be not, you know, where he needs but to be. But is it okay to life. wait? Can she wait? It is fine. If he's the one, I believe in true love. I'm a hopeless mm-hmm. romantic. I believe in the big love story, juicy, sappy movie. But I also think that if you have to work so hard and feel bad yeah. about yourself she feels for being way. in a relationship, this is not good. It's yeah. not healthy. Your and- birthday's coming, sister. Do yourself a favor, honey. Mm-hmm. Right. And he'll come, you know, he'll come back to you. I know, and- show him that what it is that he he's not coming correct for. Mm-hmm. He needs to own it. Yes. Candace, we love you. Love we you, wish sis. you Happy a birthday. lot of luck. Please call us back with a check-in on that yeah, little Yeah, we want to know. Yeah, I want to know. 
Our second query. Hi, my name is Gabriella. I'm 23 from Connecticut. I've been following Gigi for a very long time. And I'm actually was inspired to transition from her. I kind of found out what being trans was through you. And I just want to say that you are a huge inspiration. And I appreciate you sharing your journey and your life and who you are. It really makes a difference for a lot of us out here. Also, I just got finished watching your documentary for the, like, hundredth time. It is one of my favorites. That actually leads into my question. I actually have two. One, how did it feel to actually share your full journey online with millions of people? I know you're always public, but this was way crazier than anything you've ever shared. It was so amazing. So how did that feel? Also... I am recently engaged, and I'm planning a wedding, and I know you guys just got married. Congratulations. And I just want to know if you have any advice for planning a wedding and generally not hating it. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much. I just hope you guys have a great time, and I love the podcast. Gabriella, that was a really, really cute query. Thank you for calling in. Gigi, what was it like when you released that movie? Because it was... Let's talk about what, what was in that movie. You were in the nude. Mm-hmm. You showed a lot of your family. Mm-hmm. You showed a lot about how you handled, you know, the transition. Some, mm-hmm. and you also showed such some of your flaws. I would say. Yeah, it was very raw, very real. And also, thank you for saying that. That I can't believe you watched that a hundred times. Jesus, you've probably seen way more of me than you need to. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, but you know what? Very, very relieving to be able to put that out mm-hmm. there. And yeah, very cathartic. Very, you know, just. I mean, when you film yourself, even a week later, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I forgot about that. It's like therapy. Right. It is. It's exactly like therapy. And you just you forget what you film. And then, you know, years go by and you see the transition of your family and everyone around you. It's a huge learning experience. And for me, it was a transition for everyone. It is. You know, my dad actually said that in the movie. And I was like, Dad, no, it's a transition for me (laughs) and just me. And I was like, wow, so wrong. He transitioned just as much as I did. And it's it's powerful. And I know putting that out there did more good than Mm -hmm. anything, you know? So it was like, let me throw that out there. Let me just, you know, give it to the world. And yeah, I was, I literally, I think you have to be kind of made for something like that, Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there, but I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's so cathartic, like you said, and it's just so freeing. Look at the difference between the young lady, uh, Candace, Candace. beforehand in here. Candace, if you're still listening, sweetheart, look at this. I mean, from Gigi to myself, to this Gabriella. young lady, there are beautiful situations out there, darling. Mm-hmm. This is not the only guy for you, darling. If he is and he comes correct, wonderful. That would be beautiful. But guess what? You don't have to be pigeonholed and stuck with this one person. Mm-hmm. It's true. This woman's getting married. She's married. Mm-hmm. I've been in a relationship for eight years. You know what I mean? Right. Trust me. This it's out possible. there. And mind you, I have slept with the whole swamp, okay? <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> right. If this what if this next query wasn't exactly what you needed to hear. It's literally, you, know, you can't yeah. plan this. Yeah. Right. You can't write this. And you know what? As far as your wedding that you're having, Gabriella, mm-hmm. one piece of advice, and I'd give it a hundred times over, be selfish. This is <laughs> this is your day. <laughs> yep. It is not about your guests. Hello. It's not about their food. It's yep. not about what they're staying. That's true. Make sure they're happy and healthy and safe yep. and all that. 
but this is yours. That's you know, right. there's only 24 hours in a day, so you really soak it up, get That's all right. the good lighting, get all the good photos, Ugh, and, you and make sure you look the best you Hello. ever had. We were both there at that wedding. That wedding was yes, fierce. It was so good. I zipped you up in the bathroom, girl, with that gown. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We were on the bathroom floor. We were on the bathroom, literally, rolling on the floor, laughing. We, we were cracking up because we may have had some drinks, but <laughs> that was so fun. Oh, that was God. the best day, girl. Um, <laughs> Wow, these are good queries. They're really good. Hello. Okay. These are dollhouse level queries. Okay. Our final query for this Aww. episode. I know. Here we go. Hi, I'm May. I forgot the other things I'm supposed to say. But <laughs> my question is, I want to know how you can tell if someone else is gay. Because most of the time I'll see someone that I think is attractive, but... I think that they're straight and, like, won't go for me. So if you could give some advice about that, that would be greatly appreciated. You are a huge inspiration, and you're gorgeous, even though you already knew that. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my God. Mayday, mayday. You're mayday. so cute. First of all, <laughs> let me just say something really quick. Like, May, I'm guessing that you're trans, right? And you are looking for gay beauty doesn't have a sex obviously we all know this mm -hmm, sweetheart mm -hmm. so i think that for you you just have to put it out there darling and mm -hmm. if they bite they bite yes mm -hmm. don't let that discourage you you know what i mean yes. this is the theme of the queries this uh -huh. honestly yeah. the world is way too big to be focused on just a few people mm -hmm. if you are single and open let it be known Hello. exactly i open myself to everybody yeah like literally, if someone talks That's to what me, she said, <laughs> <laughs> you never know who's gonna bite. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I, like last night at the monster, Ooh. no, nothing happened. But I was like, this boy is cute and he's talking to me. Is he into me? Uh huh. So and I was just, you never know. You're never second up. guess yourself. You're honey. gonna wake yeah. up the next morning in bed with them, being like, I never yeah. thought that would have happened. Baby, let me tell you something. There is nothing sexier than swag, honey. Uh -huh. It's Confidence. so true. We are not attracted to people who mm -hmm. don't have swag. So guess what? You have to throw that out there. Can oh, I honey, my back has always been straight. I, I was, <laughs> this is going to uh -huh. sound crazy, but I asked like um, some of the men that I've been with, and I was like, what did you like about me? Like, What was it about me? And they were like, your confidence. Like You you yes. are out there. You put it out there. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, I do. It's I undeniable. Do. That's, a, that's a power. It's that like pheromone mm -hmm. for the soul. Like, ooh, they, mm -hmm. they mean what they say. Wow, those queries were everything. We're really good. Uh -huh. uh, Candace, Mayday, and uh, Gabriella. Gabriella, we send you all love and light. You mm -hmm. ladies were beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you, oh my gosh, yeah, everybody will find somebody, yeah. May and Candace. I really want to, I need an update on Candace. Yeah. I do too. I really hope she calls in. Yeah. Girl, if you're listening. Please come black. Please. <laughs> Lena, Lena, where can, ooh. <laughs> Was that harmonizing? <laughs> where can people find you? What can people look out for? Let everyone know. Tales from the Crypt. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, the bats come out. <laughs> Dust, honey. <laughs> I'll be at a graveyard near you, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I've been shape-shifting for seasons, honey. It's time to get the hook. <laughs> Thank you. This was my last interview. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> I can kill uh, you. <laughs> See? This chick's gonna kill me, honey. I'm gonna be singing out. Hello. You can't write this shit. Where they can find me. Um... Well, we are obviously still in a pandemic, so I'm keeping it cute and putting it on mute. But um, the dollhouse, my in the dollhouse, I'm shopping it around season three. Um, I was doing it on IGTV, but it needs a bigger platform. So mm -hmm. um, look out for that. 
got a couple places, so sending it up to Jesus. It will go where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, on my handle uh, in the dollhouse or um, the Lena Bradford. Lena, thank you so much for being on Careerified. Thank you for having us in the dollhouse. We love you so much. An honor and a blessing. Seriously, this was much more than I could have imagined. Oh, thank you. Beautiful, you guys are. And thank you for putting this type of content out there and having the people that you have on. You guys are really wonderful together. Well, there's much more to come. And thank you, Lena. We You're love very you. welcome, We sweetheart. love you so much. I love you both as well. Nats, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiff and who? <laughs> the whole crew, Augie. The whole crew, Augie. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> thank you so much to our guest, Lena Bradford. And thanks so much for listening. You can follow me at Gigi Gorgeous and Mark at Mark Maverick. As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.